All right, Luca Nation, a quick pre-holiday episode with Mr. Cage Lawyer, meme god, apparently. Uh, in this year, well, welcome back to Lucas Tigers and Bronzo. My wishing you guys all an amazing holiday season. Episode 5,327. <laughs> yeah, 884. We'll get there. Uh, it's good reps, man. 10,000 hour rule. You know, they, they once said um, – there's an interview with Kobe talking about, you know, his work ethic, right? And he said, you know, if you wake up four to six and you train at that time frame, then 10 to noon, then four to six, and then one more session at night, think about how much more work I've done than the next guy. And in three, four, five years, no matter how much work that guy does in the summer, there's no way they could catch up. And honestly, there's been times where I definitely haven't wanted to do this podcast. And thanks to you, you know, I just did that next workout, right? I just did that next show. Sometimes we get so far ahead of ourselves. It's like, dude, let's just show up and do this one episode as well as you can, even if you don't feel like it's going to be your best performance. And now like looking back, because Cage, if you look back at this year, I had surgery, you know, I moved from Mexico to, uh, to Florida. I made money in NFTs and I lost a lot of money in NFTs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to even think about all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And just like showing up to the the next day, I, I got to give you a lot of credit. People see you as like a jokester, God, as I said, but you're you're extremely consistent, and uh, you've held me accountable, and you've raised the standards of what our team does. So as we kind of wrap up this last week, it's a kudos to you, man. Listen, the uh, the podcast, the network, the content, the conversation—it's all evolved. You know, the hobby itself has evolved. So, you know, you can't you can't stay the same as you were. But, yeah, the one people, thing the folks out there listening can count on is a daily dose of something from the network. I, gotta find, I find it interesting. A lot of the business conversations we're having, there's a lot. So, so some companies are nervous about 2023. Some people are on the verge of panic, right? There's a lot of angst in the environment. But I actually feel that, not the best, but the companies or the people or the network, whatever word you want to use that have put in the work the last two years, I think they're going to benefit from a downturn because what happens, I think, in a recession is the best begin to gobble up market share, right? Yes. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think is going to happen with breaker culture or the breakers that have had just, you know, hand over fist made money over the last two, three years. And this might be the first cycle that they're experiencing where demand is subsiding, less, you know, wax is dropping, card prices are dropping, right? So they scaled up these operations. What do you think is going to happen? Um, consolidation, departure. Um, I think you're going to have, you know, just like everything else, some some larger folks who are doing it. Um, it's funny. I messaged somebody I know who breaks. This is this is going to tell you how terrible it is. You know, it's Christmas time. People should be having dreams of sugar plum fairies dancing in their heads. I actually had a dream last night that someone we know who breaks and does a pretty good job at it was bought by backyard. That was I dreamed that. Do you hear this wind? By the way, it is crazy how loud the wind is. It's insane. I think it's going to break my window. It's nuts. It's easily the craziest weather I've experienced because when I arrived, I flew in this morning. It was like 55 and rainy. It's it's actually freezing outside. Yeah, 
it's, it's, it's I mean, 22 it's cold. degrees. It's really cold. It's very cold. And uh, yeah. So anyway, I think there'll be some consolidation. I think, you know, look, everybody would love to be a card distributor, but there's only a handful of them, you know, and the ones that, you know, the ones that are really good at it, they, you know, they gobble up market share. They, they grab some of the smaller folks. They become bigger. Um, that's kind of the way that it works, right? And I think that's it's not just breaking, right? I think it's going to be everything else. See, breaking is easy, right? It depends on what kind of breaker you want to be. You want to break, um, you know, you're, you, you can go on Instagram and break. You're not going to have the audience. You're probably not going to sell for as much, right? But then you, you bleed breaking into social selling and the social selling platforms that host the breakers. And I think even there, there's an, an interesting, you know, roadmap ahead for those guys. We're talking about the whatnots, the loops, the car shop lives, um, you know, and, and, and those folks. And it's going to be interesting. I think the consolidation actually will probably occur with them as well. You know, trying to bring brands onto their platform, trying to create some form of exclusivity, only break on our platform, only break with us, um, and you know, trying to go after aren't the they, bigger. Aren't they set up for the most success? Because unlike uh, typical companies in the hobby, they're they're considered tech companies, right? Because they're tech first. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you think drip, yep. loop, and probably the biggest by a mile, whatnot, and card shop live, uh, they're tech companies, so they get funded like tech companies, right? Yep. Because you have that huge billion dollar potential payout. But they're also in a really unique position because they take most tech companies don't make any revenue, right? Like Facebook didn't even make revenue, right, for a long time. But but these guys they get a percentage of every sale, so yep. yeah, maybe maybe the the average volume or average price of a buyer is less, but they might be buying way more volume now. Yep. So I well, actually people- think these these social selling companies are very well set up to, to ride through a recession. Yeah, some of them better than others, but yeah, I, I don't. I, when we talk to uh, folks, they don't seem afraid of, of you know the coming year or two years or three years, even with you know market downturns and or you know potential continuing downturns. Um, and if you guys are listening to this, what not Saturday morning, eleven a.m. All the games this week are Saturday, not Sunday. Saturday morning, eleven a.m. December twenty fourth is when we're doing. Uh, the king, the king is back. Prop we'll do some king. props. We'll do some plays. I'll talk about the Raiders. Fifty years ago, the Raiders uh, played the Steelers. The Steelers were two point favorites against the Raiders, and the Steelers covered because Franco Harris cheated and had the immaculate reception. That ball hit the ground. I don't care what any Steeler fan wants to tell me. And the Steelers play the Raiders this week, and the Steelers are again a two point favorite. Fifty years in the making. We'll see what happens. If the Steelers lose, it means officially Mike Tomlin's streak of never having a losing record wow. will come to an end. Uh, he has to win out to finish nine and eight. They're six and eight. They were five and eight. Oh right, because they have an extra know, game. The extra so game. Eight and eight wow. would used to eight and eight used to be able count. to get you there, but now you got. So have what's it. your what do you who's your pick? My lean on the game. As long as TJ Watt is playing, I go with the Steelers. That's your he's your game. favorite player. Even How do you not have a TJ Watt jersey? You know they're five and two in games where he has started. I mean, that's a very far cry. That means that they're that means that they're one and six in games where he's not there. That's a huge difference maker in games. One defensive lineman? Yeah. Well, I mean it, it uh, one defensive lineman who's great 
at at the run and at creating pressure and you know disrupting the, the you know the other team's offense, it can yeah. it can have a big difference. One, um, I'm saying one defensive. Obviously, he's fantastic. He made the Pro Bowl. I think even missing yeah. that many games. I know what you mean, man. I guess normally you would think that on a team sport like that, one defensive lineman can't make that much of a difference, but he does. I was surprised on Instagram to see all the support for Zach Wilson. But my bigger question is how do teams miss so bad? I mean, how many of the people supporting him were his mom's friends? I think it's people who may, might have bought his cards. You know what it is? That's part of it. But also, the the people having the most difficult time this year are New York sports fans. The rest of the world is turning on New York sports fans. Because, right? yeah, even in the broadcast last night, right in the very beginning, Zach Wilson threw a ball right into the ground. Now, he threw yes. a couple balls into the ground last night that he shouldn't have. But this particular one, not his fault. It was a screen that was covered, and he threw the ball at his, at his running back's feet. Fine. Live to fight another day. You're not going to complete that. And even if you do, you're, you're, you're setting your running back up to get lit up and lose yards. So you throw it away, and you move on to the next play. The Boo Birds out in full force. Boo, boo, boo. And the, uh, you know, the, I don't remember who it was who was announcing the game. It's on the Amazon broadcast, right? It was like, oh, man, you know, listen to these fans. They're letting you know how they feel about Zach Wilson right off the bat. And that wasn't even like a bad play. Like, he didn't even do anything wrong. And so it's it's interesting, man. They boo Aaron Judge, you know, remember that whole, you know, story? That is oh, absurd. Yankee fans, Yankee fans. They're the that, worst. That New York fans are the worst. Ridiculous. New York's a very different place to play. But, but, um, show me the, the player who has left New York and has succeeded elsewhere because of the fans. Not because of coaching, the whole deal, because of the fans. So, so there are a couple of them that are recent examples that come to mind, like Geno Smith. Dude made the Pro Bowl, right? Him, he made man. the Pro Bowl. That, I, I think, I is more... I love this quote this year. Did you, did you hear what he said? Like, he was like, my worst day is someone else's blessing. So he's just grateful. Remember after like a, he had a terrible game and he had that perspective? That's maturity. I mean, Sonny Gray was another one, but I want to talk about Geno Smith for a second because okay. you and I have had an ongoing 800-plus episode debate over coach versus player. And, and the one that comes to mind most of the time is – you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And we were like, well, clearly, you know, it's the player because Tom Brady went left and the first year he left him, he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, and, you know, Belichick sucks and blah, blah, blah. Can I say that this season I have gained an appreciation for Pete Carroll? Sure. Not just because of, you know, what he has systemed in place and built with Geno Smith, but think about – Russell Wilson has taken the biggest about face probably in NFL history. Literally. You know? And I think part of that is that Hackett is scheming for, you know, Aaron Rodgers and got Russell Wilson, um, who can't throw the ball like Aaron Rodgers does. But yeah, I mean, you know, this was one of those times where if you take a look at it, you know, you got to give the coach a little bit of credit. Doesn't really help do, for cards. Do you know Russ's but, stats for the year? Yeah, they're terrible. 11 touchdowns. Mm. 11, How many picks? Six interceptions. Man, that's pretty 11 touchdowns. That's not a touchdown in a game. No. It's, it's, uh, it's shocking. Coach is one thing. It's mentorship. It's guidance. It's one thing Cage has taught me a lot is sequencer. It's before you could get to step five, before you could run, you have to walk. And I think what you see, you see it a little bit in the NBA with Wiseman. 
Like I love basketball, so that's my thing. But like mm-hmm. you see it with um, actually you see it really well with Trevor Lawrence, and you see it really poorly with uh, Zach Wilson. They, they he comes in and they want him to play, right? Yep. But he's not physically at a elite level, right? I don't think he's as strong as he could be. Nope. He he could trade. But what do you do first, right? Do you get this guy and say, hey, just get stronger and more athletic, and then we'll learn the playbook? Or do you say, let's learn the playbook, and we'll get stronger? Because I feel like sometimes what happens is, like you said, he was a one-year wonder, right? Mm-hmm. He's like drinking out of a fire hose, right? You have the New York media from one standpoint. You have to be a leader, but you're not ready to be a leader yet. You're also not physically ready. He's not He's not like he comes out and he's physically ready, and he doesn't know the playbook. So when you have all these things thrown injured. at you. To start the season. Throw that in the mix too. Even more. <laughs> and then you're like, at 21, 22, what, how do you know what to do first, right? And that's where you need a coach, a mentor, someone to put their hand over your shoulder and say, right now, Zach, for the next year, let's just get good at X. Let's just execute X, you know? Why yeah. did Tua succeed this year? It's because his coach literally ripped out p- pages in the playbook and said, let's simplify this thing, right? Well, we'll add all that stuff. I think whether you, whatever word you call that mentor, coach, whatever it is, that's so important. And I actually like Salah. I think Salah gets the guys to run through a wall. But yeah, but he needs a, he needs somebody to create an offensive scheme for him. He's clearly not an offensive coach. He needs somebody to to be better at. So I mean, think about it. Whatever they're doing in Jacksonville is playing now to Trevor Lawrence's strengths. They right? listen to a podcast. Move him out of the pocket. The system that the 49ers have in place, which I think is the same system that Hackett is trying to run in Denver, but can't do it, doesn't have the weapons, doesn't have what the Niners have, offensive line, now running back, the whole deal. It's obviously a good scheme because look what they're able to do. Trey Lance never learned to dance and then broke himself and pissed his pants. Then you had Garoppolo, boom, in the system. Great system quarterback. He may leave and go somewhere else and absolutely shit the bed. But you put Brock Purdy in, Mr. Irrelevant, good player. I mean, you know, obviously yeah. drafting the NFL, I can't do that. So I'm not going to crap on Brock Purdy. But put him right in and boom, plug and play, right? The systems scale, like you always say. Dude. So so, so here's the, you know, the, the fun. The Jets don't have that. And I got to tell you, their defense – yeah, they looked a little pedestrian last night, if I'm allowed to say that. Give up like a 96 yard drive. You know, they had to create some turnovers. You know, yes, they held them to in most the field goals. too, which is like a defensive. But I mean, you know, they they were not the you know the juggernaut that they're supposed to be. Their offense has weapons. Now they lost Brees Hall, but you know, I like Michael Carter. He's you know a decent enough running back. But they lost Brees Hall, uh, Garrett Williams, right? Is that his name? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson. He's very very good. You know, as a USC guy, I think a very good wide receiver. So they have the weapons. The, the Jets, if the Jets can sign a quarterback, they should. I know it's giving up on Zach Wilson. I know it's oh, you know, he's only two years, but they could probably get something for him. I mean, look, they got they got something for Sam Darnold from the Panthers, but you know that, that's why they they should. There's play always him. someone shopping for a quarterback. They shouldn't pan him too bad because they move him. You know, bring somebody else in. There's going to be free agents. There's going to be people available. You know, you there will be quarterback. There'll be a you know a whole bunch available. I believe um, in this in this off season. And you know, the Jets are one of those teams. 
I'm not a believer in the Jets or the Giants. I've said that since like week four when they were, you know, seven right. and two and six and three. They just they were outperforming, overperforming in the beginning, and you know, and teams revert to the mean. That's what's happening with those guys. Um, you know, the Jets didn't beat the teams they needed to beat. They didn't beat the Lions last week in a game they should have won. They didn't beat the Jaguars. They probably are a better team. They they didn't beat the Patriots either time. You know, there were a bunch of games that they didn't close out that they could have, and they'd be in a much different position right now if they had closed those out. Um, from a card perspective, I saw an interesting story post today. Hey, you picked the wrong guy. It was a New York one, and it was like, hey, you picked the wrong people. Uh, Zach Wilson, that was the wrong quarterback. You should have picked Daniel Jones. And I'm like, are people really so sure about that. investing in Daniel Jones? I mean, I think we're seeing the ceiling on Daniel Jones right now, by the way. I think that, you know, this was a big year for him. I talked about this, you know, the beginning of the season, how, you know, he's got to go from being able to not lose games to be able to make plays to win games. That's the difference, right? And, you know, that Giants team could potentially make the playoffs. I don't think he has the skill set yet to make the throws, like those fade throws, make those throws that are, you know, that are, they have I, to be in there. Go ahead. I think there's two quarterbacks that are positive in, from a card perspective this year. And I, I think it's Jalen Hurts is far and away one. I think two is two. Mahomes two is down. Allen's down. Herbert. I bet two they're is, both probably coming back now also. Because well, we Hurts just, we is just did the and, yeah. and Tua has started to lose. This is a huge game this week. Tua plays the Packers, who are still alive. The Packers, can they if they win out, and they need like two of three things to happen. They need like the the Seahawks to lose, the Giants to lose. There's like a couple things they need to happen in there, and they could still. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. If they lose to the Dolphins, obviously they're out. But that's a huge game for the Dolphins now too. I will say, and it's hard to like generalize. Parity is not good for sports cards because if no. you look at there's parity in basketball, parity in baseball. I don't even know if there's a single basketball player that's up this season. Maybe. Because Zion? we – what what have we said? Cards are momentum-based. Yep. Right? And, you know, you want to buy into somebody that has sustained and continued momentum. Right? Breaks in momentum are never a good thing. When you have parity, there's usually breaks in momentum. Not long, you know, winning streaks. Not a bunch of people who are going to have those five or eight or ten right. games of 30-plus like LeBron is having, like Zion had, and, you know, that kind I of think stuff. I think it's partially because of the liquidity thing. Like, let's say John Zion play, right? And John's on a 10-game winning streak. And you're like, okay, finally I have momentum. Well, let's say Zion beats him. And Zion has a huge game. You can't just go with, like, a stock and open Robin Hood and sell all your John. Now put your eggs in the in – the, uh, sell all your Johns, put all your eggs in the Zion basket. It takes time. It takes right. one to two weeks. So it's it, – it's, that's an interesting – maybe – I don't want to say it's a lesson – it's a framework that I'm going to test over the next year to see. Parity is not good for sports cards. Well, I mean, you, you have two different points there. The parity not good for sports cards means it's hard for somebody to get so excited about somebody that it creates a big flash of demand that makes it easy to then, your second point, liquidate. And don't give them too much credit, but that was a comment we got on one of our recent posts from Ziggy talking about how cards are not stocks and how – you know, you have the, you know, show me that you can liquidate 100 PSA 10s of somebody immediately. I think that's the point you're trying to make. And it, it's not as easy as that. You could do that with stocks, round lot, boom, and then move it into something else. It's not the same in sports cards. It is that little bit of a difference between um, sports cards and um, stock. But if you have momentum and you don't have that parity and you have a Zion flying like this or a last year jaw flying, this, it is a lot easier to liquidate. So.
So, you know, interesting stuff, man. Parity is definitely the opposite of what you want if you're investing in sports cards, you know? And it, you could even say year-over-year year consistency, right? It, you know, last year, if you wanted to be safe, if you wanted to ride the momentum, you bought Steph Curry. You know, the team was overperforming. Then he was breaking the three-point record. Then it looked like they were going to go to the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, you had a, a title. You know where the champs sit right now in the West? Outside the playoffs, looking in. That's an interesting little ride, right? With Curry hurt. And Clay not playing, and when he does play, losing his mind. Is Clay Hall of Famer? It depends what he does. He is not a sure shot Hall of Famer right now, wow. I would say. How much do you respect or rate someone for knowing their role? Because if you make Clay a number one, no way he's even he doesn't have a good career. But he knew his role from the day one, and his ego never got in the way, and he shined in his role. I would say he's the best. He's I think it's something we respect Scotty Pippen for too. I mean, is Dennis Rodman Hall of Famer? I would I mean, say Clay was. Role. I would say Clay was way more impactful than Rodman in his role. Yeah. Really? Rodman was very good, but I mean, championships with multiple teams. You well, know, multiple that's, championships. That's uh, that's an effect. I'm not, the I, best I, at what he did. The absolute best at what he did. Rebounding and defense. Rebounding and perimeter defense would be rebounding. Uh, rebounding would be defense, enough. I, I mean, getting second chances for the for the players that needed. It's a very different player. It's a tough comparison. But when you say, "Hey, Clay knows his role and does his role well and won championships and scored some points," I mean, like Rodman didn't score as many points. He wasn't shooting threes, but he won championships. He knew his role. He won championships and played that role. To you know, all star level multiple times, three, like three and D, being able to touch the ball for a split second, shoot forty five percent from three. You know, he averaged over twenty points per game for, until he got injured. He was over twenty points per game from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty or twenty eighteen, maybe like okay, twenty nineteen. Over yeah. twenty points a game. How and many people? But how top many people three are... defender, perimeter defender in the league, hands down. Right, so 2014 to 2019, you know, so five years, good defensive player, average 20 points a game. But here's the thing, right? That's not a long enough stretch. Agreed. So that's why I say it depends on what he does going forward now. And do me a favor and pull up the scoring totals and tell me how many players in the league right now are averaging over 20 points. There's too many. They're not all going to be Hall of Famers. Friggin' Kyle Kuzma is well above 20. Dude's having a right. great year. You know, that's not a Hall of Famer, even if he does it for the next five years. The, the amazing but, thing, and, and the thing with Clay that, that if you, I, I, I you had to like watch him again. It's how little the ball was. He had the ball in his hands too. I get it, dude. He's a great player. I mean, he's he's mad he wasn't in the top seventy-five players of all time, and I can understand that. He's been a part of championship teams. To me, he's pipping on welfare. I get really? it. Yeah, he does two things where the guys you mentioned, Pippen and Rodman, were primarily really good at one. Wait, thing. be careful. Rodman, one thing. Pippen. This is where you got to watch the games. What would you? What would you say? Pippen, second thing. So he's an amazing defender. Oh, he amazing. just filled the stat sheet. He was a. He was a. He was a stat sheet filler Good before passer. everything. Good Assists, passer? rebounds, points. I mean, he didn't put up twenty something points a game right. for his career. He, he, put, up, he put up eighteen. Oh no, no, he was a slasher. He, he scored, slasher. and okay. he scored. He scored. Uh, he scored a sixteen to eighteen when the teams were scoring eighty-two. Clay scoring twenty when the teams were scoring one fifteen. So um, take a look. Take I think I, I would say Pippen did it for longer. I would say I would definitely say Pippen did it for longer, and he did it as the one. Uh, I, I would Pippen's better than Clay, and I love Clay. 
that's not even close. But I, would, well, I, I think that Pippen to Clay. And, and I'm not saying Clay won't get in the whole thing. I mean, he's still playing. He's still adding to his stats. He's, he's got a, shell, a lot man. of championships, but he's not what he was. And that he's happens. A he's a shell. I feel, Look, this Warriors team, it's it's really a test to Kerr, man. I'm, I'm you, really interested to see how Kerr does with these young guys. You know who Clay reminds me of? Although it's, I mean, I guess it's slightly different, right? Because this guy never won championships, but he played at a real high level, and I'm a fan of him. Your, your, the way you talk about Clay is the way I would talk about Don Mattingly, because the guy was was the best, top top three to top five player in the American League. I say the best. He won the MVP um, for a, a, a five year period, played at a real high level for basically nine years, but then stopped because of injury. I mean, he came out in '84 and was done at '95. Wow. And, that was it. That's his whole nine run. years. Well, that's eleven. But yeah, he basically only really played for no. nine nine years. He eighty four to ninety five. But he, he had a back injury. I mean, he, he just couldn't play. And if he lasted one more year, ninety six, the Yankees won a championship. So Jeez. he didn't win a championship. He didn't. But but for me, you know that he, happened to me. So what, the year, so when you got hurt, five year Drexel, five years. The year that I got hurt, the next two years they won the conference. Hmm. And you holding them back, addition by subtraction. So, so it was both. It was like, do you think that you were holding them back, or do you think that you set the foundation, or you're part of building the foundation that allowed them to carry it on? Uh, I have a I question for I'd, you. I would say you'd have to ask the guys, not me. No, clearly they were better with you. I mean, you know, better, but no championship. Better without the hardware. But so here's the thing. It's a fun. Think, it's a fun debate. Go ahead. I got a fun debate for you because I don't think you did an NBA episode with Cajun this week. So I'll I'm going to throw like a little. Two minutes segment. <laughs> cool. We talk about parity in the league. I I mentioned this particular player early on in the season as somebody I thought would be, um, you know, a comeback potential. I don't think that his cards have gone up, um, but just because there was no one left on his team that was really going to be able to carry the water, and I just expected that he was going to have to because all of the people who were in Toronto, like Kawhi, like Lowry, like DeRozan, like, oh, they're all gone. Right, Siakam is there, and a dude just dropped a fifty piece the other night. What do you think about him? Is he just a big man that gets no love? Is he, you know, an athletic guy? Is he forgotten? Tell me, tell me a couple. He's not forgotten. He's 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 the guy that he, um, he's a Pippen. He's a Clay. He's a two. He's a two. The thing with the NBA, and I thought you were going to ask me about Scotty Barnes. I don't know if this will answer your question. Okay, uh, yeah, I was going to go there right next. Could, Siakam, could he be in my one? opinion, is a two. If you pair him up with a Curry, with an SGA, uh, with a LeBron, with th- that's his role. Because he could go and get you 40, 45, but he can't do it every night. Scotty Barnes, the thing with the NBA, my, my buddy, uh, high school buddy, once said this thing to me. He's like, the NBA is so talented. You got to understand, Andrew. They're all good at everything. It's not good enough to be good at everything. You have to be great or elite at one thing. I would rather have someone who's great or elite at one thing than someone who's good at everything at that level. And Scotty Barnes is someone who's just good at everything. And it's not a knock, right? That sounds like it's a knock on him. It's like, good at everything, but you're not good enough. You just have to have – it's better in the NBA to be a specialist, to be elite at something than to be just good enough at a lot of things. You'll never win that way, and that's the issue with Scotty. He, he, he checks all the boxes, but he doesn't have that eliteness in his game. I would like to see, Oji, to be quite honest. They have a bunch the, of twos. I'd like to see the Mavericks get Siakam and pair him Amazing up with Luka. fit. Amazing fit. That's it. He'll take the load off of the number one guy, 
some games he can't be the number one guy, but he won't be the number one guy for all 95% of those games. That's what you need. That's that's a you'd be fantastic. But here's the issue with the Mavs. When's the last time any free agent or trade has gone there? None. But None. you'd like to think that they have a, a rich CEO, right? A rich owner who's going to spend the money, which I guess they don't, right? They even let Brunson get out bid for. Um, but you know, you can only hear it so many times. Like Luca needs that number two to come play with him, and win a championship, and you know, unlock the potential of Luca. But yeah, I guess nobody goes there. Why? He has the rich owner. It's a state where there's no state taxes. You would think that of a ton of free agents and a ton of trade, they would want to go there. Nobody goes there. I would say probably Jason Terry, Sean Marion might be like the last ones that they got. Hmm. Jason Kidd. It's it's really it's very very interesting. Why does no one want to go there when on on the surface, rich owner, lot of media attention, great team, great fan base, great owner. It feels like it should it should be a haven to attract the best free agents. But if you you go down and look, it's uh, yeah. It's really interesting, and the guy they have running operations is Michael Finley. He was uh, he was on the great player, team. great player. People would only have no clue how good Michael Finley was. No, he's uh, very good. Twenty six collectibles, the, maybe the pull of the year. That's insane. That's insane. Almost, you know, you almost wait for people to question it, and no. like, is this real? Is They're this real? So what does that mean? And I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. That's a great card. It's a great pull. Um, I think LeBron. The joke was they're wearing yarmulkes. They're trustworthy. It's a joke. It's not. Oh, true. so I guess the, you know it's like one in sixty-one boxes. The RPAs because there's what one hundred and twenty something of them because you know out of twenty-three and the yeah, and the one one. A box is forty thousand. About yeah. Two point four mil. Hmm. By sixty boxes, yeah. I mean, and you probably that would mean odds you hit one, but you're obviously going to get other stuff, right? I mean, there's limited logos, there's you know Jordans and Kobe's, there's all kinds of cool stuff. That's the best patch I've ever seen on that card. That's a great patch, yeah. And it's perfectly centered. Yeah, it's almost as nice as the Cavs patch on the limited logos that PWCC sold last week, but that wasn't the real patch from actual exquisite. But a rum bum bum. It's a it's a tough it's a tough space to police. It's a very the police officers kill each other sometimes in the space. <laughs> they go after each other. Then the well, you know what it reminds the, me of? Uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Movie. Stanley Kubrick. Well, it was a book first, but then it was a you know it was a movie, um, right? And uh, yeah, and then my then, old girlfriend recommended to to read the book, watch the movie. She said it's amazing. Well, the cops were the criminals like the, the his friends who you know are out there terrorizing people are the ones that grow up to become the cops so it's funny you say the, the police are policing each other and beating each other up it's sometimes the cops are the ones who needed to be policed and weren't early on that was one of the one of the little underlying interesting notes from clockwork orange yeah man. Luka Nation. we love you guys join us tomorrow or whatnot so we got yeah. two two shows tomorrow. We got our we got a whatnot at eleven o'clock, and then we got to do is PWCC has a Sunday weekly, or did they not yeah. do it because of Christmas? So then we're doing PWCC weekly auction. So you guys will hear you know double double duty tomorrow, a little Christmas Eve special. Not a creature was stirring except for the mouse. That is Andrew Goldberg doing the PWCC 
weekly auction for you guys. What are you doing with the fam to celebrate Christmas Eve? Are you getting Chinese food and going to a movie? No, we're going to sauna. We're going to sauna here, actually, because the other one is we're not going to go in this weather. That's pretty sauna, bad. And I'm going to watch football all day, and I'm going to chill. And I'm going to do 75 hard. We, I just did it today. Uh, I'm going to continue on. Even though I finish, like, I, my 75 days is today. I'm, I'm like, nah. Like, we're going to boot camp this thing because it's it's horrible outside. For I had a two-hour migraine after walking outside. It was that cold. It's cold. Uh, it's definitely cold. But we're extending oh, hobby awards, guys. Those are going to be going through the first or through the end of the year. Are we going to start uh, announcing some winners soon? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know. Good, and we got all <laughs> kinds of fun prizes and stuff coming. Hey, Andrew, like we should kind of like start this NFT project. Yeah, okay. go get him, buddy. That's it. Hey, that's it. Just go. I no, no, I... like, hobby awards. Go get him. You'll figure it. I trust I, you. I dropped the ideas. You just have to run with them, mostly because. I, I will let's 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 pull the curtain back a little bit. Last night it's hey you know you I don't want to finish this award category. Take it and run with it, or I can do it tomorrow. So I take it and I run with it, and I I put my answer in. That was what I wanted to do. I decided this was what's going to happen, and thirty seconds later, it's, I'll just do it tomorrow. It was so it was you so can't bad, complain man. that it doesn't get done. When it gets done, but it's not done to your liking. So there's the difference, a little little difference that's that's there. You're, that's a very Jewish mother that, thing to do. I know I have one. That was yeah. one of those where I was like, should I say anything? Let it go. Should I say anything? And my heart was beating faster with nah, each right. I, I mean, like... the nominees that you – so we had a category, guys. and It will be out soon, I'm sure. But Andrew nominated – there were less people in the hobby left off the nomination than were nominated. Two thirds of the hobby were in the nominations. It well, was here's pretty the amazing. Challenge. It was like one point font to fit it on there. The challenge is people are going to complain, but I still don't know what buckets to put everybody into. That's the challenge. So it's like, like you know what I'm going to say. It doesn't I, matter. No matter what you do, there will be people complaining. Right, we can yeah, try but to minimize it. We'll try to do the best we can. But you, but anyway, you are going to get complaints. I'm okay with complaints as long as I knew I prepared. It's the same thing with the booze with Zach Wilson. Like, if you know that deep down that you didn't prepare for the game, then the booze hurt because they're right. If you're like, I left it all out there, I just wasn't good enough today. You could live with the booze. I really do believe that. But I didn't feel like I thought through it. I felt like so you're bringing the you're bringing the Mamba mentality to who you pick as nominees for the Lugination Awards. I get it. I understand. You gotta Ever leave it all I've out there. Ever since the Mamba mentality, I am happier and I'm better because my confidence and my self esteem is higher because I know that I'm doing the best I can. All right, give me like, uh, give me something to take us out. Give me like a holiday story, something from Christmas past, the time that the three ghosts visited you and told you you gotta stop being such a Scrooge. The lady, who, so it's freezing cold here, uh -huh. and the lady that lives down the block was my first grade teacher in Northeast Philly. Like literally, she lives down the street. And I got an F in behavior. Like I was the worst student ever. Uh, very poor discipline. Disrupted the class. Bit kids. Oh. She lives down the block. But we were driving to the gym and we saw her. So we helped her bring all her trash inside. Trash and you told her you're doing 75 hard and you're the most disciplined person in the world now. And she said, congratulations. You're welcome. I didn't even tell her it was me. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell her it was you. No, I don't look like a seven-year-old anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look pretty different. Guys, 
I, I would actually tell you, go to the I am Andrew Goldberg Instagram page and scroll down to some of the pictures. Look at the long flowing, rocky, feathered hair looking stuff from Rocky Three as he's on the beach living in Mexico, a carefree life. It's very different than the grizzled, frozen Philadelphia man you see in yeah. front of you today. I will say I'm not – I've lived in the Northeast my whole life, but that's in the past. Like I, I – if I had you, like, if I had like a million dollar, two million dollar collection, I'd be like, all right, some of these need to go, and we need to get the hell out of here. But, go where though? Go to uh, go to Boca, Florida, Tulum, Tulum. Uh, I don't actually like Tulum that much. I like Playa del Carmen way more. I mean, uh, I can get, I can get tacos here. South Carolina is an appealing place. Yeah. Do they have Chick Fil A in Tulum? No. So then it doesn't matter how much money I have or what I can buy there. I can't get what I need. I mean, South Carolina, I'm sure I can get chicken. Fried That's chicken? Story. Yeah, no. Specific fried chicken. You know, don't even mess around. Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronzo Mai. I wanted to tell you about a new service that we have starting as of today, and I'm really, really excited to bring it to you guys. So as a part of our partnership with SGC, we got 50 free submissions every single month and many of you have taken advantage of that and it's amazing that we could have the opportunity to 650 episodes 675 episodes in to go ahead and give back to our community as people were sending those cards in they asked can we send 5 10 20 more cards to you guys we'll pay for it but we wanted them graded with sgc you guys know sgc is turning cards around in 13 to 14 business days uh, have incredible customer service and their secondary market values are going up day after day after day. And that's exciting for the hobby and exciting for the grading landscape. So we didn't want to just rush into it. We wanted to do it right. And what we did was I relocated here to Boca Raton, Florida. I opened up a PO box, maybe five minutes away from SGC and I will be hand delivering and hand picking up the cards. So you don't have to worry about anyone else touching your cards. It will be me. And I will update you every step of the way. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to personally pick up the cards from a P.O. box, prep them, new card saver, new penny sleeve, and deliver them to SGC every single Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Well, it lets the stragglers over the weekend come back through on Monday and gives me a day to prep. And it basically gives SGC the entire week to work on grading those cards. Once your cards pop, only then at the end of the process will you be paying for the service. It's $25 per card. Simple as that. And the turnaround times have never been faster. We're hearing right now 13, 14, less than 20 business days. So there it is. 9170 Glades Road. Number 135 is the P.O. Box in Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. 9170 Glades Road. Number 135, Boca Raton, Florida, 33434. Of course, you could shoot me an email or shoot me a text anytime, and I'm always available. Many of you already have my email. It's iamandrewgoldberg at gmail.com or my cell phone number, 215-519-9154. Reach out with any questions. I could walk you through the process. I've hopped on the call with quite a few of you, and I'm happy to do that. Love you, Luca Nation.